Easter. It means so many different things to people all over the world. But if you condense the meaning of Easter down to one simple truth, you'll always end up with three words. Over and over and over again, three words. He is risen. Jesus of Nazareth is God in the flesh, full of grace, full of truth. He lives a perfect life in a broken world. He's crucified, dead, and buried. But the grave cannot possibly contain him. He is risen. Risen is the conquering and victorious king over sin and death. Risen to invite all people back into the abundant life their souls have been longing for all along. Fast forward 2,000 years. Those three words that have literally changed history now have the power to change us. For those who are lonely and full of doubt, He is risen. For those with songs of praise and for those with cries of lament, He is risen. For the seeking, the broken, the anxious, the depressed, the successful, the young and the old, it's the presence of the risen Jesus that we encounter as the only one who can possibly carry us through it all. And God's priceless gift of salvation resurrects our own lifeless hearts and offers hope to a world that's dying for the same rebirth. All because, in the fullness of time, God wrapped himself in human flesh, stepped out of eternity, and chose a tomb outside of Jerusalem to communicate one simple and abiding truth. He is risen. And those three words have the power and the glory to change every waking moment. What an amazing day is Easter, Resurrection Sunday. We are so glad you are here with us this morning. Um, we are a church in transition. There is a lot of things that are changing in our church, uh, things that are coming up. That soon we're having some of the things that are coming up are going to be amazing, are going to be great. We are, gonna, uh, we are trying to get uh, in touch with our community uh, much more. And there's a lot of things uh, that, things that are going to be happening that you are going to be blessed if you are here with us. Uh, one of the things I want to make sure that if your kids are in the kids class today, make sure they get this uh, welcome bag. They are going to get a gift. So make sure if your kids are in the class, make sure they come out with a bag like this from the kids ministry. And it's going to be, they're going to enjoy whatever is in there. Uh, just don't open it here because it has candy in there. So if you open it here, then you'll get all these kids with, you know, full of sugar, and, uh, and I don't know if we want that, but no, we do want that. It doesn't matter. Um, but make sure that your kids get that, and make sure that if this is the first time you are here with us, please, after the service, uh, see, our, uh, see our secretary and Mona and Lulu, see them in the back in the welcome center, give them your, uh, your welcome card, and make sure they'll give you a gift also. We have a, a nice gift for you in the back if you are here for the first time with us. And if you have been here with us before and you have never received that gift, then make sure you go over there and you tell them, you never gave me the gift, so I want my gift. Right? It's Easter Sunday. It's a beautiful day. And it means so many different things for so many people around the world. But, uh, you know, as, as we just saw in this video right now, it condensed the meaning... That, 
the meaning of Easter down to one simple truth, and it's three words. He is reason. He is reason. Easter is one of the most powerful days in history. And yet, so many people for centuries have tried to, uh, to deny, to tr- they have tried to prove false the greatest event in history, the resurrection of Jesus. And you know, a, a lot of times we human beings, we find ourselves, as human beings, we find ourselves trying to uh, fight against God or go against what God is telling us, what God has declared in His Word. And a lot of people have tried to deny, have tried to prove that Easter, that resurrection did not happen. No scientist, no archaeologist, not philosopher, not scholar or historian has ever been able to show any proof To deny the real thing that happened that day. The resurrection of Jesus. Every attempt to deny that has failed. Easter, the resurrection, is all about the power while we're living in a weak world. We're living in a weak world and, and the power of Easter shows us different. Easter is about hope while we live in circumstances that are hopeless. Yes, it's hope. While you're living, and I'm living circumstances that sometimes we think that are hopeless. Easter is about purpose while uh, others are trying to find meaning in life. Confidence. While in the world, we're living in a lot of fear. So much fear around the world, but Easter is about confidence. Easter is about faith when we see a lot of doubt. Easter is about about forgiveness when we see that we have failed so many times in life to our families, to God, to our society, to our communities. That is what Easter is all about. It's the power of God to transform people. It's the power of God to transform your family. It's the power of God to transform, to, that can transform your kids, your community, our society. The resurrection is so powerful. That the Bible says that without a resurrection, there will be no Christianity. So we wouldn't exist here in this corner. Churches around this neighborhood, this community, wouldn't be celebrating Easter if the resurrection wasn't real. The, the reason why there is Christianity is because the resurrection happened. Anybody could have, could have died. But not anybody could have arise from the dead. Christianity... It's all about because of Easter. Churches around the whole world today are celebrating this beautiful, amazing day because Christ rise from the dead. The Apostle Paul said it to the Corinthian church in this way. He said to the Corinthians in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, For if there is no resurrection of the dead, then Christ has not been raised either. And if Christ has not been raised then all our preaching is useless. So there's no use. There's no point to Christianity if there has not been resurrection. It's useless. And your faith is useless. And we the apostles are lying about God. So the apostles were people who did not believe at first, but after they saw Christ alive again, the, the power of Christ being alive again, the power that raised Jesus from the dead, transformed their lives so much that they were willing to give up their own lives. So the power of the resurrection is amazing. 
The power of the resurrection can transform so many things. The resurrection is so powerful that because of it is that we're alive this morning. Yeah, it's a gift that you woke up this morning. It is a gift from God. And it's the power of the resurrection. It's the power, it's, it's so powerful that it gives you the air that you breathe every day. It is so powerful that He brought you to church this morning. It's so powerful that He can lead you to live an abundant life of victory after victory after victory. Because resurrection is Jesus being victorious over the dead. Remember what has been said about victory. Victory doesn't come without a struggle. So there is no victory without a struggle. Can't be victorious if you never, if you never compete. To enjoy the reward, you have to endure the process. So the reason I'm saying this is, you'll know why I'm saying this, that to sing a, a, vic, a vic, victory in a podium, you must have to go through the pain of the hard training in life. Your greatest victory is on the other side of, of your greatest struggle. No pain, no gain. As simple as that. No pain, no gain. In other words, there was a lot of pain before the, this day. There was a lot of pain that happened two days before Resurrection Sunday. There was a lot of pain, there was a lot of suffering before the victory of the Resurrection. So, I want you to understand that Jesus' dead was in three parts. Basically, He's dead. Jesus, the whole process was in three parts. It was His dead, it was His burial, and it was His resurrection. It happened over three days. All these things happened over three days. So, Friday, Friday was a day of betrayal, abandonment, pain, suffering, agony. And I want you to understand that the reason we are going to look at this this morning is because a lot of times we go through the same thing in our lives. And we go through the same thing in our lives. And the purpose that God a lot of times allows pain and suffering in our lives is because we wouldn't look up to God otherwise. The reason we look up to God, the reason we look for God a lot of times is because there is pain and agony. There is pain and suffering in our lives. So Friday was the day of betrayal, a day of abandonment, a day of pain and suffering. Saturday was a day of complete, it was loss, it was confusion, it was misery. Because they were waiting and they didn't know what they were waiting for because they didn't understand the resurrection. But Sunday was a day of joy, celebration and victory. Now, now here, here is the thing, in your life, Sooner or later, you go through one of these three days. Uh, some of us might be going through pain right now. There are some days that we might go through confusion, through misery, discouragement. But hopefully, we're also experiencing Sunday in our lives, which is the day of joy and victory. But you're often, often we're all going to go through one of these three days. And what did Jesus go through exactly? What, what, what did He go through before he, before he got to Sunday? What did He experience before He experienced the victory of the power of the resurrection? So, so let, me, let, me look at, let me look with you into Friday first. Friday. Friday. What was Friday like for Jesus? 
Remember, Jesus knew He was about to be arrested. He was about to be beaten. And He was about to be crucified. And at the moment He was going to go through His Friday, which it was a bad day, which it was... Uh, the, only, the only good thing about Good Friday is because the resurrection happened. Otherwise, there would be... It, would be, it, was, it was a horrible day. It was a day that when they murdered the Son of God, and the way they treated Him, it was bad. But He allowed that to happen in His life for our sake. And a lot of times, we don't appreciate what He did for us. We don't appreciate a lot of times that sacrifice. But what, what, what was that Friday like? So He knew all this was going to happen. So when He knew all this was going to happen, what He needed at that moment, we find in the Gospels, that He needed to be close to His closest friends. So in Mark chapter 14, verse 32, it says that Jesus went up with His disciples to a place called, a place called Gethsemane. He went to pray with them. He wanted to spend time with them. In a day like Friday, a day that He was going to be, you know, He was going to go through pain and suffering... He needed those people that were closest to Him, next to Him, to be able to give Him the support that He needed at that moment. Has that ever happened to you? When you're going through tough times? When, when you have gone through tough times, don't you want those people closer to you to be there for you? A lot of times you don't need for them to do anything. You just need for them to be there to listen to you or to be there sitting next to you. So Jesus needed His friends. Jesus needed His disciples to be there with Him. And he took, them with, he took them with Him to go and pray. And in verse 34, it says that He told them, My soul is crushed with grief to the point of death. I am having problems. I'm having trouble with this. As a human being, not as, as, a, not as God, but as, as a man, I'm having trouble with this. I'm, I'm hurting inside. I want you to stay here and keep watch with me. I want you to be with me. And that's what we want when we're going through a Friday in our days, in our lives. We want people to be there with us when we feel crushed, when we feel pain. And that's what Jesus was asking the disciples here. Here, in the worst moment, He needed His friends, the people that were closest to Him, those whom He loved. He took, he took them to pray. And I want you to notice one thing. A lot of times, when we're going to pain and we need people to be there for us and with us, a lot of times this is what happened. And it happened to the Lord. So I'm not surprised that a lot of times it happens to us. He took them to pray with Him and, and went a bit farther. And when He came back, verse 37 says that then He returned and found the, and found the disciples asleep. He said to Peter, Simon, are you asleep? Couldn't you watch with me even in even one hour? So I was, I, I was, you know, I was hoping that you, as my friend, you would be there with me in my moment of uh, when I'm feeling this pain, when I'm going through this suffering, this struggle that I'm having. So, so you can see how these friends, these people who were closest to Jesus. Fail him. 
They just didn't fail him. But Peter went even farther than that. Peter had promised Jesus, Lord, when Jesus told them, I'm going to have to be, I'm going to, I'm going to die. I'm going to be crucified. I'm going to die and I'm going to die for you and I'm going to die for the world. And Peter said, Lord, you know, I will go and die with you. And I will never deny you, Lord. And Jesus said, no, you will, Peter. And the Bible says that Peter was so hard-headed that Peter said, no, Lord, I will not deny you. And if you look in the original Greek, basically, Peter was arguing with Jesus. Have you ever find a person like that, that you're always arguing, going back and forth? No, you will. No, I won't. No, you will. You, I won't. I don't know if you have fun with that, but it's frustrating a lot of times. And Jesus was telling Peter, no, Peter, you will do this. You will deny me. You will fail me. And, and, and so, in, 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 Mark, in Mark chapter 14, verse 31, he, Peter said, no. Peter declared emphatically, even if I have to die with you, I will never deny you. And all the others also said the same thing. They promised Jesus, we will not deny you, Lord. Well, it didn't go too far. It, not a whole lot of time passed by when Peter was already denying him three times. So he didn't, he didn't just fall asleep. Well, his friend needed him the most. But now he was denying him. And in verse 72, it says that when Peter heard that, you know, that when, when he realized, I did what Jesus said I was going to do, he's, it, the, the Bible says that in, in verse 72, that he broke down and wept. He knew he had failed Jesus. So this is Jesus Friday. Jesus Friday was a, a moment of pain, abandonment. Denial. And a lot of times, we have our Fridays. A lot of times, we go through those days. We go through those days of pain. We go through those days that we don't enjoy, days of suffering. Days when, you know, when people that we expect for them to be there for us, they turn their back on us. Days that, a lot of times, we're asking people to pray for us and they don't pray for us. Sometimes we have our Fridays, but Jesus had His Friday. Saturday came. And Saturday, His disciples, it was a day of doubt. You know, His disciples didn't believe He was going to rise from the dead. They doubt. You know, they didn't know what to do. As a matter of fact, a couple of them were going back to their hometown. And as they were walking over to their hometown, they're like, you know what, it's done. He preached for three years. He healed the people. He, he saved many. But you know what? He's dead. We're done. And so on that day, he, they, they were just going back home. And while they were going back home, guess where the other disciples were? On Saturdays, the other disciples were hiding. Because they, didn't have, they, they, didn't, they weren't just experiencing doubt. They were experiencing also fear. And the, the Bible says that they were afraid of the Jewish leaders because they thought, okay, they kill our master, they kill our rabbi, they kill Jesus, now they're going to come after us. So Friday is pain, is suffering, is abandonment, is betrayal. Now Saturday, Saturday basically is doubt, is fear. And they lost their faith at that moment. They didn't know what to think. They didn't know what to believe. The next day they were going to go back because it was all done, no more. So there was a time of sadness, loneliness, confusion for the disciples. And these are moments 
these are moments that when, go, when we go through moments like this, we feel like we're drowning in the process. We feel like we're drowning in the process. And a lot of times, we keep on drowning because we don't look at the power of the resurrection. I remember when I was a, when I was a young kid, I used to play soccer and uh, I disobeyed my mom. I disobeyed my mom and back, back, back where I was playing soccer, there was this little village. And we were going to play, from, from, we came from the city to play to this little village. And in this little village, there was a very strong river with a strong current there. And I remember, I remember my friends, just, and my mom didn't know that I went. She told me, don't go. So, because I didn't listen, I didn't obey. Just kind of like what disciples, the disciples didn't listen. They didn't really listen to what Jesus had been saying, that He was going to rise from the dead, that He was going to conquer the dead. And so they were discouraged, they were feeling, they, 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 they felt that they were drowning in their lives at that moment this day. And so when I was there in the river, I jumped in the river and the current began just to pull me. And as the current was pulling me in, in, and deeper, the, 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 the interesting thing is that as soon as I took the first step, I went down. And I felt that I was drowning at that moment. And as I'm swimming, I'm trying to swim. I'm only 12 years old. And I'm trying to swim across this river. I'm looking at the other side. And when I see, and I finally get to see the other side of the river, because it was a white river, I was swimming and swimming. And I, I just put my hand, my head down in the water and kept on moving my arms. And it's like I was desperate to get to the other side because I was drowning. And that just makes me think that a lot of times, we as human beings, we, we, we are moving a lot, we are doing a lot of things, we are desperate to get out of situations where we're drowning. And the more we move, the more we move, you know, sometimes we might think we're advancing, but we're not looking at the other side yet. And a lot of times Jesus just wants you to see that He is the recent Christ who is in the other side waiting for you to trust Him. So sometimes there is Saturdays in our lives. And on Saturdays in our lives, those are the days that we go, to, uh, we go through sadness and loneliness. There's a lot of people that are experiencing depression now more than ever in, in the world. And a lot of times that depression comes for, for, from sadness and loneliness and confusion. And a lot of times we don't want to, we want to pretend we're not confused. A lot of times we want to pretend we got it all under control. And the reason we want to pretend we're, we got it all under control is because we don't want to see, we don't want, to, we don't want other people to think we're weak. But in our hearts, a lot of times we are experiencing a lot of fear, a lot of confusion, a lot of sadness, a lot of loneliness, a lot of confusion, a lot of doubt. But for the disciples, Sunday was coming. And only Jesus can give you a Sunday. So you might have your Fridays, you might have your Saturdays. But Jesus can only, only Jesus can give you a Sunday. So in other words, you, can have, you might have days of pain and struggle and suffering. That's your Friday. And other times you might have your days of loneliness and, and depression and sadness. And that's your Saturday. You're going to have that. Regardless, we're all going to go through that. And please don't pretend that you got it all under control because a lot of times we don't. 
God says that if you humble yourself before God, He will reach out to you and help you out through your struggles. And only Jesus can give you a Sunday. You're going to have your Fridays and Saturdays whether you like it or not. But only Jesus can give you a Sunday. Sunday, after all the struggle and the pain and the failures, Sunday changed it all. Sunday defeated the pain and the struggles from Friday and Saturday. The resurrection defeated their failures and forgave them for their failures of their past. You know, this is a beautiful thing to know that the power of the resurrection can forgive the failures of my past. You know, the disciples fail him. Peter specifically failed him. And when he rise from the dead, they knew, they knew. As a matter of fact, I want you to see Mark chapter 16, verse 7. It says that now Jesus, after he, he appeared to the disciples, he appeared to the women, and he told the women, now go tell his disciples. Go tell my disciples that you saw me alive. And he said, including Peter. Make sure you tell Peter, I'm alive. Why did he make that emphasis? Why did he want specifically Peter to know? Because the Bible says that Peter was crying and he wouldn't stop crying because he denied Jesus. He's, he knew he failed Jesus on Friday. But now on Sunday, there was hope that Peter was going to be forgiven and his past was going to be left behind. I don't know about you, but I, there's a lot of things I love, to, I love to be able to do all over again. I love to go back and be 20 years old again. I love to go back in time and, and, and change things, but, but I can't. That only happens in the movies where you go in a time machine. That would be so cool, right? Go in a time machine and go back to 20 years, to 20 years before and, and, and make sure you correct all the wrong things that you did, but with the knowledge you have now. That would be so cool, right? But it's not. It's not reality. Reality is, we have to learn to accept the forgiveness that Jesus gives us. And that only comes on Sunday with the power of the resurrection. I'll give you a little, little thing to think about. A lot of times people go, you know, I know God has forgiven me. I just can't forgive myself. Have you ever done things that you, you think that way? I just can't forgive myself for what I did. Let me tell you, that is the wrong way of saying things or seeing things. You might say, why? You cannot forgive yourself. Only God can forgive you. Do you know that the Bible says that only God can forgive the sins? What you need to understand is you need to accept His forgiveness. When you feel that you cannot forgive yourself, it's not that you cannot forgive yourself, it's that you cannot accept His forgiveness. But His forgiveness is available to you. You don't need to get stuck in the past. When you're stuck in the past, you, can move, you cannot move forward. You cannot move to the future when you're stuck in the past. And the Bible says that the failures, that our failures, 
He has forgiven our failures because of the power of the resurrection. He told the disciples, He told the women, go tell Peter specifically. So, even if you don't feel that you can forgive yourself, accept God's forgiveness. And then you are forgiven because the Bible says that He is faithful in forgiving if you confess your sins. He is faithful in forgiving you. So, He has already forgiven you. You are not greater than God to say, God forgave me, but I cannot forgive myself. Are you, are you greater than God? Do you follow me now? There's nothing that you, you can say, I'm not, I cannot forgive myself. No, you, God is greater than you. Accept His forgiveness. As a matter of fact, in Isaiah chapter 43, verse 18 and 19, uh, He told His people, but forget, for, uh, forget all that. It is nothing compared to what I am going to do. God is always looking forward. God is looking forward. He's not looking back. For I am about to do something new. When you repent, God tells you, I'm about to do something new. See, I have already begun to... uh, do, Do you see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. I will do something new as long as you, all you have to do is accept my forgiveness. That's what the power of the resurrection was doing for Peter. Not just for Peter, but for all the disciples. In Micah chapter 7 verse 19, it says, Once again, you will have compassion on us. Talking about God having compassion over His people. You will trample our sins under your feet. And throw them into the depths of the ocean. So God, God throws your sins in the depths of the ocean. The bad thing is that a lot of us are good fishers, right? And we go back and we, we try to fish. Wait, let, let me see. I want to remember. What did I do wrong? And God says, I already forgot about that stuff. The power of the resurrection is to give you hope. To give you forgiveness just the way He forgave Peter. The disciples were not, you know, they didn't just need forgiveness, but they also needed to understand that they can, uh, they can feel, you know, that they didn't have to be afraid. They can have confidence. They lost all their confidence. They were afraid, hiding in a room. And John twenty nineteen says the disciples were meeting behind locked doors because they were afraid. After they saw him. They gain confidence again. So you're not, you're not just forgiven on a Sunday. But you can, also be, you can also gain confidence. But not confidence just in you. But confidence more than anything in God. He is faithful. And when He has given you a promise, He is faithful to fulfill that promise every single time. When you're living on a Friday in your life, you can let yourself you can throw yourself on God's arms. He will hold you. He will hold you during the difficult moments in your life. Sadly, a lot of us, a lot of us like to carry the way on ourselves. The way of our mistakes, the way of our past, our fears, our sins. A lot of us like to carry that. A lot of us, unfortunately, a lot of us are like Uncle Oscar. And that's not me, okay? 
Uncle Oscar was apprehensive about his first airplane ride. And his friends were eager to hear, how, how did he go? How did he go, Uncle Oscar? And Oscar, uh, you know, they, 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 did you enjoy the flight, they asked him. And he goes, well, well, he goes, uh, it, it wasn't as bad as I thought it might be. But I'll tell you something. I never put all my weight down. So he never said, right, thinking that he was helping the plane, right? And a lot of times in life, we want to carry that stuff ourselves. And Jesus is saying, you know what? Jesus in Matthew 11, he said, come to me. All of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens. He rise from the dead to carry your heavy burdens. Why do you want to carry that stuff? Why, why are we so stubborn sometimes that we want to just, we, we want to continue to carry those things that are hurting us. And a lot of times emotionally in your heart, you're carrying these things. You're carrying a sack of potatoes that you're never going to eat. And a lot of times, Jesus is just saying, you know, I'm going to carry your heavy burdens and I will give you rest. And it's hard for us to get that. It's hard for us to get to that point. The resurrection defeated the confusion and gave them clarity. Sometimes we have those days, don't you? I don't know about you, but I do. I have a lot of days... Where I have a lot of confusion. I don't know what I'm supposed to do sometimes. There are times that things are clear for me. But the, 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 especially in the days, days we're living on. There's a lot of times where you're just like, what should I do about this? Lord, what is your will about that? And, and a lot of times we, we're, we're hoping that God will tell us, yes, that's my will. Or no, that's not. But the worst part is when God says, wait, I'm not telling you yet. Wait. And when God says wait, all God wants is for us to trust Him. In the days of confusion, He wants to give us clarity. So in the days of, in the Saturdays, He wants to give us a Sunday. Luke 24 says that two of them were already, had already given up. They were confused. They were leaving. They were going back home. But in Luke 24, uh, verse 30, uh, 31, it says that suddenly their eyes were open and they were able to recognize Him. So that confusion became clear. Now they were not confused anymore. Now we knew it was Him. Our hearts were burning. Oh, that was Jesus. We didn't recognize Him. So in those days of confusion, Jesus can bring clarity to your life. But the way that happens is when you walk with Him. These two had to walk with Him. These two had to spend time with Him. If you don't st spend time with God, things will not come clear that easily in your life. The resurrection defeated also the doubt and give them faith. Doubts can take the peace of you and keep you awake during the night. You know, yeah, those moments when you can't sleep, those moments when you turn around and you turn one way and you turn the other way and then the next day they tell you, hey, how was your night? How was, did you sleep well? Well, I just couldn't sleep because you had a lot of doubts, a lot of things, a lot of thoughts in your head. Imagine the disciples on Friday night. Imagine the disciples on Saturday night 
how, how, how do you think these guys felt? They just couldn't sleep. They just couldn't sleep. They just, they just had a lot of doubts. They were fighting with all this stuff in their hearts. But the resurrection gave them clarity. And one last thing is that the resurrection defeated the meaningless life that they had at that moment. At that moment, their life for them, in their opinion, their life became meaningless. And let me tell you, nowadays, you will be amazed when you read the percentage of people that are killing themselves in the world. The percentage of suicides. Just because they don't see any meaning in their life. And the resurrection gives these guys, to their meaningless life, it gives them purpose. When you go through your Fridays and your Saturdays, don't lose faith. Don't get discouraged because Sunday is coming. And the resurrection gave them faith and purpose like never before. The resurrection gave them what they needed to have like never before. The resurrection can, 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 can resurrect your life. It can, make you, it can give you encouragement in the discouragement moments. It can give you peace even during times of pain and suffering. The resurrection can transform each area of your life. It can give you forgiveness even if you fail. It can give you confidence even if you're fearful. He can give you clarity in those days of confusion. He can give you faith in the days that you have doubt. And He can give you purpose when you don't see purpose in your life. The resurrection can do that. The question is, are you going to accept the resurrection in your life? Are you just going to hear about the resurrection every day, like just another day to celebrate? Or are you really going to make that resurrection part of your life? And making that resurrection part of your life is making Jesus part of your life. I always, I'm always amazed, and I'm, I'll finish with this. That people think that uh, by, by just saying, Jesus, I, I, I receive you in my life like my Lord, as my Lord and Savior, and then they can keep continue living life the way they want it. No, when you accept Jesus, when you receive Jesus in your life, when you receive the power of the resurrection in your life, it means that now you're turning your life to Him. You're turning control of your life to Him. So that way, your Fridays and your Saturdays, you are not alone during your Fridays and your Saturdays. You have a powerful Savior that's there with you. That you don't go through the Fridays and the Saturdays in your family, with your wife, with your husband, with your kids, at work, when you're having all this pain and trouble and confusion and, and, and meaningless and, and lack of clarity, confusion, uh, fears at work. But it's Jesus who's saying, I can change all that. And I can give you the strength to go through that. Isn't that amazing? That we have the power of the resurrection in front of us. And we reject it. We rejected. You know who rejected that first time, the first during those first days, the power of the resurrection, the Jewish leaders, people who thought they knew it all, people who thought they had control over everything. They actually told the soldiers. The Roman soldiers ran to the Jewish leaders and said, "Hey, by the way, the 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 the, the stone was moved from the tomb, and he's not there." 
And they go, well, don't tell anybody he rises from the dead. Let me pay you some money. And they gave, they gave the money to the Roman soldiers. So they reject the power of the resurrection. Which one are gonna be, which one's gonna be you? Are you gonna allow the power of the resurrection to change your Fridays and Saturdays? (coughs) Or are you gonna reject it? It's up to you. This morning I just wanna pray with you. Let's stand for a minute. And I'll ask the worship team to come to the front and lead us in one last song this morning. And as we pray, I want you to bow your head and just think about would I be like a disciple that they allow Jesus to transform, to be transformed by the power of the resurrection? Or would I be like the Jewish leaders who even pay to hide the power of the resurrection? And they thought they didn't need that. And went and failed for the rest of their lives because of their pride, because they didn't want to humble themselves before the almighty God who had raised Jesus from the dead. Father in heaven, we want to thank you today, Lord. We thank you so much for your blessings. We thank you so much, Lord, for the power of the resurrection. It is the power of the resurrection that helps me every single day to continue. Even when I feel that I, I, I can, that I, that, that I don't want to. It is your power, Jesus. It is knowing that my Savior leaves. That He wasn't defeated that day. And that He's there to change my attitude, to change my way of living, to change those situations and those circumstances, to help me and give me the strength and the wisdom during those hard, tough circumstances in life. My Savior leaves. And Lord, this morning I just want to pray that if anyone here wants to receive the power of the resurrection, Lord, that that, that you will be able to lead their hearts and their minds in understanding that that means that they will be turning your life and their control over to you and not to themselves. Lord, we we pray that you will help us understand these things. And as you're praying, I just want to ask you, if you have never, if you have never given your life to Jesus, and you're living one of those Fridays or Saturdays in your life, this is the day where you, this is the day when you can actually do that. And allow the power of the resurrection to begin making a new you, a new person, a new situation in your life.
a situation where if you're going through a tough time, you're not going to be alone. Jesus said, I will be with you till the end. Jesus, we thank you so much for what all you have done. In your name we pray. Amen.